Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Adrian Moore. Um, I mentioned something uh, different happening this week and something that I know many of you will be really looking forward to. So this morning, I'm delighted to welcome, uh, coming up here, uh, Pastor Adrian Moore, who's going to be bringing the word for this morning. There's a little bit of clapping going on here in the room. You can clap him at home. Hallelujah. Adrian, welcome. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you, Paul. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah. really good. Strong. Have you got a good word for us today? Let's see what God thinks. Yeah, how's the working title going? He mentioned it was from light to dark earlier, but I've got a feeling it might change during the actual message. (laughs) Let's wait and see. Okay, I'm going to leave you with Adrian. God bless you, everybody. Good morning, everyone. To you, the team here, and to you who are listening and watching everywhere, today, and whenever you're seeing this, thank you for joining us. My heart today is for you to hear what God has for you and what you need. So whether that's through me, through the message that I bring, or direct from God to you. I pray that he encourages you and the Holy Spirit fills you. Some of you will know me and also my wife, Denise. Some of you, most of you listening may not. However, I pray that you get what you need from God today. A good place to start is always in prayer, isn't it? So let's go. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Fan that into flame, Christ's love, within each of us today, whether we already know him or whether yet you don't know him. My prayer is that his love fans into flame in your heart and mind. Renew us, build us, charge us for your purposes and for your kingdom. Amen. During the preparation of this talk, I reflected on the last 11 months. And only during the preparation, I realized that today is an auspicious day for myself and Denise. 40 years ago today, I went down on one knee with a bunch of roses and proposed to Denise. She said yes, so I was okay. But whilst remembering that, in the last couple of days. It seems so long ago, yet so fresh because of the memories in my mind. And sometimes Christ and our faith can be slightly in the distance, but also very, very fresh. So today, may you be blessed with that freshness of life. That 25th of October, 1980, was a day that was for always one of the key dates that I always remembered at any time, any day, any year. Yet somehow in the last 11 months, the beauty of that day had got lost with the physical, mental, emotional, and indeed spiritual challenges that Denise and I had faced as a family in that time. So Denise... Last November, on the day after our 38th wedding anniversary, 
became seriously ill. And she lost the use of the left-hand side of her body and also lost 41 years of her memory. But how this body of Christ, not just here in Scarborough, in this church, but the wider church within Scarborough, and this country and beyond, erupted into prayer, and cries of despair, yes, but joy as well, spoken and sung declarations of God. And the Sunday service, inspired by the Holy Spirit, just two days later, the simple and transcendent prayers of two young children, Ellie and Georgia, and the miracle that saw Denise walk into the church just one week later and her continued recovery. The discovery, though, while she was in hospital at that time, of an unrelated and seemingly minor brain aneurysm, if there is such a thing as a minor brain aneurysm. But that's how it was described. And so we went along in February, late February, to a clinic appointment just to talk about it. Only then to be told that an urgent operation was necessary because the day before they had reassessed it and found a complication. So, urgent operation in March, went along, signed the consent forms, everything like that, and then 10 minutes before she went to theater, the operation was canceled due to COVID-19 patients already being in intensive care. I remember the visual and the verbal disappointment and apologies of the neurosurgeon and the anesthetist, who two hours later explained to Denise and myself face to face that they hadn't been able to convince hospital management for this urgent operation to go ahead. And there was no option but to return home. The introduction just one week later of lockdown, me being then unable to meet people, which led eventually to mental challenges due to the personal impact that built as a result of this over a period of time. My own physical health also worsened with an illness that became more debilitating and more regular. And then in July, a telephone conversation from the neurosurgeon. But he said it would be unlikely for Denise to have the operation until probably the earliest would be the first quarter of next year. But then things picked up again. And, and a few days later, a letter arrived through the post for Denise announcing that just 13 days later, she would be having the operation. So peaks and troughs throughout some of this last 11 months. But it continued because just five days before Denise's operation, I was admitted into hospital with a seriously high infection of my own body's condition. But my discharge happened the day before Denise went into hospital, so we could share a couple of hours together, admittedly distancing in case I'd picked up anything in hospital. Then her operation, scheduled for four hours, but that went on for nearly seven, because during that operation in her brain, the neurosurgeon and his registrar found an additional complication that hadn't been found ever before in the tests, life-threatening. And it reckoned, they reckoned afterwards that if Denise hadn't had that operation, 
she would have died in two months. Now, our recoveries continue with more tests for her and a possible operation for me in the future. All dependent, though, on so many factors out of our personal control. The last 11 months have been peaks and troughs. But why have I shared this with you here today? Because in times away from valley depths, like today, Denise and I know that we're not individuals on our own, and we're certainly not unique. We are no different to scores, hundreds, thousands, millions of people in this country and beyond. But not only because of COVID-19 in 2020, but because of challenges that many people have in this church, in this town, in the region, in the country, and wider beyond, the challenges of life and depths and heights each of us can have. Now, we are part of a wider family, but on occasion we can forget that. Particularly for whatever reason, we cannot meet or share common union as a family in Christ. We can forget sometimes, I have over those 11 months, God-given gifts that he has given us, each of us, to join us and that we can find joy in. And instead, we can retreat and feel isolated, unused, and alone. Now, as I reflected in the recent days, I saw that in those periods of time, over the last 11 months, it seemed and felt that we, that I, was in a pit, alone at times. I'm sure that some of you who are listening, I will not be the only one who realizes that about themselves. Some of you listening and watching may be realizing now, today, for the first time, that it seems like you are in a pit just because of life at this moment, whatever is happening in your life. Well, you don't have to stay there. Now, what I share in the following reminder about God-given precedence for those situations that we can read about in the Bible and share together as a mutual family of Christ that mutually give us sustenance individually and within our own families, whatever our present circumstances. This is a reminder. So come, come along with me and journey. Not just the last 11 months, but to a time long ago, and join me in a foreign land, but as unseen and unheard observers observing events that no one in England would have known about at the time or for hundreds or thousands of years afterwards. Come and journey with me. We approach a hole in the ground. We pause to be still, to breathe slowly, 
and to try to recenter our scattered time travel, modern senses, to comprehend and understand the disbelief that fills our eyes of what's in front of us. Because in this pit, we see a man. And at times, he's wailing out in despair and anguish. At other times, he's silent. It looks as though he isn't crying because his voice, mind and body is empty because of shock and horror at what life has given him at that moment. Here in front of us is Joseph, the most beloved son of Jacob that some of us have read before in, about in Genesis 37. But here he is in front of us. He cannot hear us, but we can see him and his anguish. He's been thrown into a pit by his brothers who hate him. We wait a while struggling with what we see and feel. But then his brothers sell him to slave traders. We see him desolate. He's furiously angry, physically captive, tied to others can't move. And we then see him being portrayed like a joint of meat in front of a baying, bidding crowd to be sold into slavery. All hope gone in mental chaos. Only a few days earlier, he had been clothed in resplendent garments and hugely favored by his father. Yet now, here he is in a foreign land as a slave. However, as we continue to observe him, his life begins to turn around. And we see at the same time that God is indeed in his life and he is with God. And God causes all that Joseph does to prosper. And he is rewarded. His life is on the up. And yet, and yet, we then see him falsely accused of something and thrown into prison. Another pit. What's yet for Joseph, we wonder, as we watch unseen and unheard, what can we do, individually or together? And yet, and yet, suddenly we're transported from the scene back towards our own time frame. But then suddenly we stop, and it's an abrupt stop. And we cannot see, it is so dark. All we've got are our ears, but there's only something very dim and distant. And, but gradually in the darkness, our eyes begin to make sense and to see and to acclimatize. This time we see a man again, but worse. He isn't in a physical pit, but he is alone. And we see gradually that he has a burden upon him. 
and we realize that this burden is more than any man could carry. We realize this is the weight of the world that he carries on him. This man is Jesus, ineffectively a pit. He is alone, desolate, questioning and imploring of God. And we wonder, how can he bear this weight? When all we carry is our own. Yet here is this man, and we hear him speak into each of our minds, each of your minds. And he speaks into the very innermost being, the core of us. And he says, pass me your burden. Pass me your guilt. Pass me your mistakes. Pass me your sins. Pass me your wrongdoings. Pass me. And the list goes on and on and on. Pass me your insecurity. Pass me your anger. Pass me your grief. Pass me the walls that you've built up to keep me out. His list goes on and on as we pass him what he says, because although his voice is gentle, it is commanding. Give me it all, he says. I am here for you, and I will give you everything in return that you need. And then when we have given him what he has asked, he says, breathe and rest, renewed with the life that I have given you, afresh. Live free from all you have given me that I have asked for here in this garden where you are with me. And now we're back here on the 25th of October, 2020, or whatever date you're listening or watching this to. But we are still on this journey, you and me, with each other and with Christ. Now from that encounter in the Garden of Gethsemane, we, from Christ, have handed him what we were carrying. And we have received life afresh. Life-sustaining, life God-given gifts from Jesus. Now, those gifts are ours. Whether we're on mountaintops or in valleys or in whatever pit you find yourself in. Christ's desire for each and all of us is not to stay in a pit alone or to stay there with others. If and when we are, he is with us, and his will is not for us to remain there. Here today, from those travels that we've returned from, but still on our continued journey together, we now realize some of those gifts that Jesus has given us. Love, respect, and honor for our self 
as an individuals, for each of us, for our family, for our church family, indeed for our communities. Now those gifts are receipts from God that are to be shared with one another in support and encouragement for yourself, for your families, for your church families and beyond. And they're to build the body up. They're to build you up. They're not to tear down. Not to separate. Not to cast aside. Because they have been given love, honor, and respect. So let's use them and not cast them aside because of circumstances that we may find ourselves in or that others have maybe tried to put us there. Love, honor, and respect is a theme that I may return to in the future and expand on that. But as we continue rejoining 2020 and beyond with whatever lies in store for us in this life for each and collectively for all of us, I ask you to join me again, together as a body and individually, with these gifts of love, honor, and respect given to us by God and residing in us. So for now and at any time in the future, whether you feel that you are in a pit or in a desolate, lonely place or cast aside, I ask you to hear Jesus saying the following personally to you, as he says to me. So join me as Jesus says, me too. I know how it hurts when you have to face a future you don't want and the awfulness of what you're in, what you're going through. I know the agony of crying out to Father God with having to face what lies ahead or what's happening, even and especially when it isn't what you would seek for yourself or a loved one. I know what it's like to hear the fathers know you have to go through this. I know the tears that come with desolate sadness and death, and I'm here with you in your own Gethsemane garden. And when it time, comes time to stand, to leave this garden that you're in, I will continue to be with you, to help you carry your cross when you fall and stumble. And I will be alongside you in the dark of even death with you, or what seems like death. I will weep with you. But hear this, he says. I have walked through death and our father is one who raises death to life. Just as he called me out of death and out of the tomb, he will call you into life out of this death as well. The death of whatever you are facing or dealing with or going through. I am with you throughout. There is life the other side of it. It may hurt like hell at the moment, but there is life, joy, and peace, and love 
Trust me, he says. I am sorry for what you are going through, for what has happened to bring you to your own garden of Gethsemane, to this point that you may be. But choose to receive my life-giving strength. My body, brothers and sisters, offer life and my love to each other. There are moments of pruning, yes. Moments of having to hear no as an answer to a question you ask. Moments to forgive those who hurt us. Moments that have to be split into two. The path that Father God wants us to be on. Not the path that we may want ourselves. But his narrow path is the one for you to choose and know the choices that you make in your Gethsemane. Jesus says, continue to pass them over to me. Come to me. Let me be your prince of peace and prince of love. I offer you the sure and certain hope of resurrection in this life and the next for you. As we reflect and absorb going forward from this point in what Jesus has done, does do for each of us and offers us always, including whenever you are in a pit or desolate darkness, my prayer for you is that you take the grace of Christ, the love of God, the honor and praise of his Holy Spirit, individually and together, with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, to love, honor, and respect yourself, your family, your church family, your community, to encourage and support and strengthen, because that is the gift that is given. This world isn't easy to live in, but with Christ, we can have love, love joy, and peace to guard our hearts and our minds, to live a resurrection life in a fallen world. I end with this prayer from Scripture. The Apostle Paul wrote this in his letter to the Romans. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So choose to overcome with Christ. Amen. Thank you, Adrian. Praise God. Uh, what a powerful message this morning. I think um, we should uh, have a response. Um, so what would be really good was uh, let's have our worship team come back up again and just spend some time uh, engaging with them. Okay, so if you guys can come up. Well, I'm not really engaging with them, engaging with the Holy Spirit. Sorry, I'm being distracted. There's all people running around here that you can't see. <laughs> As people say, oh no, he's going to do some worship. Whoops. Um, hallelujah. Thanks for everybody that's joining in in the comments. Um, uh, a lot of you saying how you found the word, the word uh, powerful this morning and encouraging this morning. Let's just go to Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah chapter 53.
written so many years before Jesus, of course, but actually a prophecy of what is to come and where. Um, Isaiah never saw it while he was living on here, but he saw clearly of where God was taking his people. And as he talks, he says, um, and he's talking obviously prophetically of Jesus Christ. Surely, from verse 4 in 53, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. By his wounds, we are healed. Whether those wounds are uh, in our minds or whether those wounds are in our bodies, by the amazing acts and the sacrificial love of Jesus, we are healed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome back, team. Let's worship the Lord, shall we? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let's just get our eyes on Jesus. Jesus is no longer on that cross. That cross is what brought us peace. That cross is what causes our wounds to be healed. So let's focus on the risen, resurrected Jesus there in heaven at the right hand of the Father. Now as His Holy Spirit pours on you, let that life pour out into you. Hallelujah. You can do so much more than anybody would speak over you. You can do so much more than the world would say you were capable of. Even when you're going through darkness, you go from darkness to light. God brings you into His light. And people will say, how can you do that? Why aren't you feeling that? Why aren't you there? And it's because of that healing of Christ. It can happen. We don't have to go into the deepest dark pit or if we've found ourselves in a pit we don't have to stay there Jesus is fully capable as we turn to him of reaching a hand down and saying come on let's go back walking let's go for a walk in the hills together come away with me come away my love hallelujah thank you Jesus hallelujah pray peace over all of you right now peace and healing anything anything that is afflicting you in body or in mind we pray God's peace God's healing in Jesus name Jesus you paid the price for every sin for every word it is done. Your cry was, it is finished. It is done. Oh, I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven by the Son, the Son of God. Every sin is washed away I stand before my God Washed and clean Holy in His presence 
by the blood of Jesus Christ, by his blood, by the blood of Lord shed on the
Hallelujah. So the peace of God be with you. Guard your heart, guard your mind in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Big thank you for joining us today, whether you've joined us live or whether you've been watching us later on our YouTube channel, Light to North. Thank you for being part of what is happening here. And uh, as it's Sunday morning, let me take the opportunity to mention that um, you have the opportunity to continue to sow and to give into the work of Kingdom Faith. I know we show a little video of that at the end, but I just want to say that personally to you and a thank you as well. A thank you to all of you who have wanted to worship and honour God by continuing to give faithfully into Kingdom Faith Yorkshire to enable everything that we do to con not just to continue actually but to grow and develop because we're not trying to get back to where we were we're in a completely different place to where we were before and coming out the other side we're all going to be surprised at what God has done despite some of the difficult times as Adrian was talking about some of the difficult times that we've been through so take your opportunity to give and to sow as well if you don't know how to if you go to kingdomfaithyorkshire.com at the top of that web page there is uh, a, like a little blue button area that talks about giving and that will take you to page of all how you can do it here online or of course you can pop in during the week and see us then we are open wednesday to saturday at the moment, 11 to 2, we are going to be extending those hours in the near future. But this week, it's 11 till 2, Wednesday to Saturday. It's a fabulous cafe. It's a great place to hang out in your group of six. And you can talk together. You can pray quietly together. You can have fellowship together right here in the summit. And just enjoy one another's company and the presence of God that is always here in this building thank you everybody god bless you uh, big thank you to uh pastor adrian he's over there uh, obviously you can't see him but he's over there and uh, thank you very much for bringing your word this morning adrian i think it's spoken powerfully to people let's just have a quick look see if there's any prayer requests in the chat before we finish thank you jesus Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No, lots of people saying, Amen. And Jesus, you've won the battle and proclaiming Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. May you know Jesus and experience Jesus as your complete victory in your life. God bless you, everyone. Choose your path wisely. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.